0: Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. My name is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R on the Tweet Machine. Chris, holler at him. Whoa, you're changing it up. You're giving I know. Everything. I didn't even mention my, the, the, the the check next to my wow. name. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm they impressed. know by now. They know they by know. now. Yeah, they know. You can follow me on Twitter at ckidd d two zero six and that's c kid 2 We have a guest in the building, second time uh, on, on the show. He is Steve Cohen, a.k.a. The Boss Man, our managing <laughs> editor at The Athletic Seattle. Shout out to the company. Steve, what up? Hey, you got to stop calling me that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's natural now, though. It fits. I know. shows sure. You open the door. What's up, boss, man? Yeah. Hey, Chris. Yeah, yeah. all right, Super man. natural. I got that from old girl on the Steve Harvey show who used to call Steve, uh, um, what's her name? He's like, hey, hey, boss lady. That's where I do got that. You. Yeah. No. Steve Harvey show. Have you seen Steve Harvey show? I no? I actually have seen the Steve yeah. Harvey show. Yeah. Steve Harvey show was great. Yeah. Steve Harvey show was great. Anyway, Steve, I apologize today that <clears> we have <clears> to begin the show with this topic. I don't want the to. The Mariners? <laughs> No, not the man. We're talking this is a baseball yeah. podcast now. Oh man, that would be so You know, what? Well, actually I think a, ba- a baseball podcast with Chris and I would actually be entertaining. Let's
1: talk Daniel Vogelbach.
0: Mostly mostly because we pro- we probably couldn't name all nine guys in the lineup. We could, could not nope. name the pitching rotation. I know a couple of brothers, Malik Smith. Yeah. D Gordon. D Gordon hit a bomb today. And that's about and and that and <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Oh yeah, I do, Beckham yeah. Beckham he's my favorite yeah. player now with the bat flips. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's that. the one that brought out the glasses. I like it. The, it, the podcast would be entertaining because uh, I walked in here. I was like, Yeah, Chris is watching golf right now. I was like, You're watching golf? He's like, Yeah. Uh, I'm like, No, oh, the Mariners won. He's like, I could care less about the Mariners. Wow, uh, he's, I didn't say that. <laughs> don't, don't believe everything you hear. Wow. So we've got me, we've got me, casual fan uh, who kind of knows, at least I know all the black players. And then. It got Facts. Chris who just uh, <laughs> said that the world Mariners win the World Series, my God, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. that good job, guys. Our show would be very—we'd have to find stuff to talk about. We'd have uh, to bring. It'd uh, be a quick episode. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, it will be a lot of analysis of Malik Smith, Tim Beckham, and D. Gordon, <laughs> and it would kind of. <laughs> that all you guys know? I, yep. That's yep. No, nope, that's, that's 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 all we know, and I'm, I'm not. just to the athletic. Um, guy. Not, oh, oh! Yeah. If they want me to cover baseball, I would cover it my way, and it would—I yeah, think it would be entertaining. Lots of hip hop. Uh, it would it'd be just for the culture, you know, uh, but the topic we regretfully have to discuss today is is Russell Wilson uh, And not not just because there's an April 15th deadline, which is only a few days away uh, Actually now or yeah. to be exact. Yeah uh, It's the fact that we've already got enough like national discussion. That's obviously trickled to local discussion about life without Russell Wilson in Seattle yeah, I know, right? It's bad. And not only is it life without Russell Wilson, it is life without Russell Wilson via trade. And I, 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 I preface the discussion with it's not that people, I guess, want Russell Wilson traded. It's that if there's no deal and there's just this like stalemate or this impasse that's just going to carry on and he's going to walk in a couple years anyway or walk in free agency at some point, might as well get maximum value for him in a trade. That is the argument, I think. It's not my argument. I think that's stupid. But today is it about what Steve thinks. Steve, what say you about the idea of life without Russell Wilson via trade? Uh,
1: it, I, I see people arguing about this on Twitter because this is what we do in the off offseason. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there's a bit of a um, short-term memory problem because people forget what life was like before Russell Wilson in the Pete Carroll, John Schneider era. Which was what one season of Matt Hasselbeck kind of on his last legs, mm-hmm. and then Charlie Whitehurst, Tavares Jackson, Matt Flynn, mm-hmm. you know, stop me when I reach a franchise quarterback. <laughs> there. Um, and then Wilson comes in, you know, and wins the job, and like that's that's it. That's the beginning of the Seahawks Super Bowl window opening up. Uh, I think. I mean, like, look is it is it a better idea to win a to To win in the NFL with a cheap starting quarterback, so you have money to go around. Like, sure, absolutely, sure, yes. Like, show me one team outside of New England that's been able to do that over the past, you know, in the salary cap age, and then I'll then I'll believe it. You know, that's true. That yeah. That's reproducible. It's not. You know, Tom Brady can take less or whatever. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson's not going to take less, and the Seahawks don't have a way to win without him. So, like, I just it, – it's one of those things where it's like we have to talk about it because it's the off season and because there's not a deal and because these guys want to negotiate through the media a lot of times too. And um, I don't know how much of that actually has, a, a you know, an impact on what actually happens in negotiations in those discussions. But it seems to be kind of just – what, what we do nowadays we have, to, we have to fill up space And Russell Wilson wants to go to New York Because oh Ciara is his wife And he wants to get involved in the entertainment scene Out there or whatever and, and you can only have a successful music career if you live in New York If you live in New York, everybody in knows LA that doesn't do it like, like they do
0: can't live in LA.
1: You gotta yeah, live in New. LA's York. got quarterbacks, so they get, they don't <laughs> talk about LA. You know they got starters there. Eli Manning's not. You know Philip Rivers isn't falling apart like Eli Manning yet, or else they'd be talking about the same thing about LA. But it's just I don't know. It's part of the off-season hype train that is the NFL nowadays. And uh, I'm you know I'm, there's a part of me that's glad that. Uh, you're our, our Seahawks beat guy, and I'm not, so I can kind of <laughs> dip in and dip out and concentrate on the Mariners. It's not. It's <laughs> not even. We did not do this. We figured out <clears> who it was. I'm gonna blame Damian Woody. No, you have for, hey, for tweeting to do tweeting
0: so. that out. He tweeted this out two th- weeks. Th- Let's, go, start yeah. Let's start a
1: beef. Let's start. You should start a, like an, an actual beef with Damian Woody.
0: Uh, oh, oh, I I, I was just started with everyone. That would be Damian Woody. Okay. Um, who else? Who else? is uh, on list. Uh, who, Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio was uh-huh. the most recent uh-huh. one. What about high noon? Uh, Well, they were just kind of feeding... They were following the Jack Del Rio thing. Okay. Oh. Jack Del Rio made it so... Colin it, Coward. Colin Cowherd's uh, on your uh, list. His yeah, opinion about... That, yeah, that's Yeah. whole entire thing. He took it to left field. Oh, yeah. Back. He he yeah. took like a little <laughs> nugget he probably yeah. got from He's someone at their agency. He's hearing things,
1: Mike. Oh. He is hearing <laughs> things. <laughs> you <laughs> you should go a, he should go yeah. to a therapist then. <laughs> I'm just hearing I'm hearing things. things. I'm not okay. saying anything. I'm just... This is what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm taking this little <laughs> nugget I got, probably from someone at the agency, and now I'm going to turn it into a five-minute segment yeah. that sets the world on fire. Yeah, oh, and I'm go. just hearing stuff. There you go. You know? Rack up so yeah, There we go. Is anybody else on the list? Jack DeRio. Yeah. Damien watch What's going to happen is we're make going make sure sure to this Damien podcast, Damien. and you're going to name about four of the people, Mike, and I'm going to look at you and say, great job, bud. i got to make sure that was Damien, just too. at them
1: that. in the tweets. Like, promoting <laughs> the the podcast. Well, Thanks to, to all these folks. Yeah. This is why we're talking Thanks about Thanks to the, the haters. And then you just, like, you know, lay them out there. Yep, okay.
0: It was, it was Damien. It was Damien. He has suggested a couple of times that the Raiders should trade uh, for, for Russell Wilson. So yeah, because yeah, the Seahawks would just give Russ to the Raiders. God. Speaking of what for Steve what? said about, uh uh, like, creating stuff in the offseason, I actually saw a Seahawks player. The other day, it was Sunday. I'm not going to say what the player was. But the player, we were just having ca- casual conversations. Like, hey, you know, how's it going in your offseason? He's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, working. He's like, yeah, what do you guys do when we're not playing? Just make stuff up? I was like, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> for, for for the most part, like, he, he he wasn't lying. I did tell him about the, the Russell story I just did on the, the minor league baseball thing. But, yeah, I was like, no, man, for the most part, yeah. No, yeah, we just – just making stuff up uh, at, at, out of thin air. Uh, again, Russell Wilson has the April 15 deadline uh, presented to the Seahawks by his camp in January. Mm-hmm. Not just the last couple of weeks. That's important to note, right? Because it makes it seem like the Seahawks are going to have to either scramble to, not, to or to not get a deal done in the next two weeks. Not the case. They've known for months. If it was
1: it was leaked to the media a couple of weeks ago, though. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Which means something. Uh,
0: yes, Yes it, yes, it does. What that means, I'm not entirely sure, because it doesn't sound like the negotiations were going well anyway,
1: yeah.
0: uh, from the jump. So I'm not really sure if they got worse or, or what's going on here. But this is not the first time Russell's team, Russell's camp, has given the Seahawks a deadline. Steve, no. you were there yeah. in 2015 when Russell was playing out the end of his rookie deal. Uh, when they, What was the deadline there? What was the situation there in 2015 before he got that extension?
1: Um, I, I can't remember exactly where the first, when the first reports of a deadline were, but sometime that summer we got, you know, word came out basically or that off season that Russell was going to stop negotiating at the start of training camp. And so we were all expecting if anything was going to happen, it was going to be right as, as training camp started on what, July 31st, mm-hmm. I hear or something like that. And that's exactly when it happened. It broke early that morning. Um, and, and, you know, they kind of did a quick presser after the first training camp practice and like, that was it. Then the story was like, you know, over as they started the season or whatever, and they didn't have to worry about it. Um. That was also the day that Bobby Wagner tweeted about, you know, I guess you can't pay everyone or something like that. Because uh, I wasn't uh, aware of that. Oh yeah, Ooh. no, no. He posted uh, Bobby tweeted something right after Russ's deal, and it made it seem like, oh wow, they must not be close to a Bobby deal. And then the next day, they announced another day, uh, deal for Bobby. So it was <laughs> like, well, all right, all this hand wringing for months and months and months, and it's like wrapped up within a couple of hours. So, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: In that year, did you guys ask Russell about his contract stuff like during OTAs and minicamp mm-hmm. and thing and things like that? Yeah. So it was a thing prior to this, the, it was, this summer.
1: It was a thing. And, like, Mark Rogers, you know, went on the radio and did, like, an interview with, with uh, 710 and uh, maybe KJR, too. I actually can't remember how, how much of media he did. But you could tell he was talking with some people about it, trying to sort of, like, get the court of public opinion on Russell's side there. Um, but, yeah, they, you know— citing the same reasons they cited this last time, too. They just wanted to kind of get it out of the way so it wasn't something you had to talk about over and over and over again after every practice and every game. It's, well, how does this affect your contract status? Well, how does this affect affect the uh, negotiations or whatever? So they got it out of the way. Um, And, yeah, it was... Do you want me to tell the story now? Yes, I was just going (laughs) to ask you to tell (laughs) I was reading my mind. I can tell you. I can tell you're thinking about... Yes, 100%. This is, like, the lowest point probably for me as as a beat reporter is I was frankly, we were all so kind of on edge about when this thing was going to happen that I decided I was going to leave for the VMAC. I was living up in North Seattle at the time. I was going to leave for the VMAC uh, super early and get there hours before training camp practice started um, just in case anything broke. I'd be there to write it up really quick and maybe get somebody to to talk to. So I'm totally preoccupied. I, I get in my car, I start driving, and I don't Recognize that my car I was like listening to podcasts or something on my, my phone I don't recognize that like my car's Bluetooth system has just stopped started playing my podcast So I don't have the radio on in my car as I'm driving over mm-hmm. It's like six in the morning or something like that before you know practice I get caught on traffic on 405 and at some point I get a text message from Levi Polkinen who was running the homepage at, at Seattle PI mm-hmm. and he said Hey, man, when you can have something to me about this Russell Wilson extension and I was like Oh, I'll have it this afternoon whenever we find out what's happening with it. And he was like, Oh, I think it's done. <laughs> actually. And I was like, What? So I like looked at my radio and I was like, Well, how come oh no, I've been playing podcasts this entire time. I've been in my head thinking about Russell Wilson and thinking about the deal or whatever. I wasn't listening to radio. It had been live for like twenty minutes or something like oh, that. Boy. And I was stuck on the middle of four oh five. Uh I pulled over. Was I in the parking lot of like a bank or something like that? I turned my phone into a hotspot, grabbed my laptop, wrote like 200 words, got something up on there, you know, confirmed the deal, got back in my car and got stuck in traffic again and then ended up writing that deal. But So like I was literally, I think, the last Seahawks reporter in town to post anything about Russell Wilson's um, deal getting out because I was listening to podcasts. On I wonder if we can that. pull that. I want to ch- pull that up and see if it's still there. What the story? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh no, it's still there.
0: I remember I used it for reference. I think I think once or
1: twice. Good, good luck finding it. <laughs> oh uh, no, uh, <laughs> he buried it. I, yeah. I got to make sure no one finds oh, it. That's, <laughs> so that's not even that bad. I don't it think that's bad. that bad. You know, you know what it feels like to get beat though on something as a oh reporter, don't especially I especially when like you've been like thinking about like all right what are your contingency plans like how you know and it wasn't like anybody was getting an ex- I think actually somebody did get an exclusive who announced it.
0: Oh, but that's a good question. Good trivia question. See if anybody remembers I can't that.
1: remember. I bet. Yeah, I bet somebody will remember. I bet. I think it was one of the NFL guys because the national people always get those big, those right. big ones. Um, but then you were last locally too. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, because like every, everybody was like monitoring everything. So you know Brady and 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 Bob and Tim and everybody was like on top of it, and I was lagging behind. Oh. <laughs> oh my that's, right. Anyway. That's brutal. Yeah. I just like to reassure my bosses at the <laughs> athletic that I'm a much better worker now and <laughs> stay on top of everything. I'll try
0: not to be last this time.
1: I'll actually try to be first yeah, this good. time. I'm, I'm working on it. Because now, yeah, now I, I get to sit in a different other seat and I get to call you and harass you. <laughs> oh,
0: it's going to be actually hilarious if Steve texts me or something like, hey, when are you going to have something hey on Mike, Russ? Hey, Mike, wake up. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what Russell things? Like, you know what I love most about what Steve just said? He said, hey, Mike, wake up. Yeah. Well, it's no, going to be early man. morning and I know Mike. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. yeah no. We all know Mike. All when right. I see those tweets at 7 a.m. I just click the link. Oh, who tweets? I already knew it. Come on. Now. I, tr- yeah. I do wake up at like 7. No, no. And I just roll yeah, over, like, make sure there's no. No Russell news. I actually right. do that. Let me clarify. I'm not saying you are asleep. I'm just saying that tweet has been scheduled. That's, <laughs> that's a scheduled tweet. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's a good thing because Mike knows it's pro Might be sleep. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's better to be safe than sorry. But you know, know, self knowledge. Yeah. I wake up and I check though. I do. I <laughs> do check. Every, one day the Marshawn Lynch trade broke at like 6 a.m. or something like that on no. a Wednesday. No, no, no. I woke up though checked i was like oh okay now i'm ready but good, good, okay. you know i ever since then i wake up check make sure okay is there any news any russell frank bobby anything question of the day do you pee before you get the story going oh my <laughs> No, is, I. Do that not. is a good question. That that's hard is, that's, is that a good question? Yes. Are you no, serious? man. If, if there's breaking news, I don't do anything, man. You I can't pee. Socks, socks. No socks. No, you know, hey, shorts. Just, just draws and typing. I might have to pee first. No, that's what's going to be rude. That's I just, what I did when they, uh, when uh, Curtis Crabtree broke that they fired. Um, who was the coordinator before? Oh, Bevel. Daryl Bevel. It was hmm. like 11:30 at night on like a Thursday. Well, you be that Curtis I'm tweeted thought. that this last one. Uh, thankfully, we don't do like the stuff breaking news but g broke that kj was coming back at like 11 30. Uh, yeah i remember um, that. in the middle of the week it was just like <laughs> what are you guys doing <laughs> I'm talking and that to was KJ. it <laughs> g just dropped that off and no more tweets <laughs>
1: that was it curtis did the same thing curtis said,
0: oh yeah they fired uh, Daryl Bevel. are Done. you going are you going to
1: steve yeah i yeah before oh yeah See, that's what I'm i being. may be even making coffee I feel you. I might too. have to brush my teeth, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm scrambling. I'm wow. not brushing my teeth though because I didn't drink coffee right there and I don't want to <laughs> mess up the taste of the coffee.
0: Yeah, man. I'm scrambling, man. Yeah. With PI, I tried to get stuff up fast. I feel it. Like even when stuff breaks now, I still try to make calls real fast. Like you know, I, I hit people when the KJ thing happened. I didn't really have that many people to hit when the bevel thing happened, but now I do. Got people <laughs> that, <you laughs> connections. Know? Yeah, I mean it takes some time. It takes some time. Is that it for Russ? I mean, nothing. No, else? we're going. We're going to get to Russ some more. I, mean, I want to get to the I, other guys too, though. The one thing I did want to ask, I asked, I asked Matt, Mike last week about it. I said, "Do you think this is a maybe they're testing Russ in this situation where we know Russ is a team guy? We think he's going to come back regardless. Even if we, even if they did give us a deadline, we believe Russ is still coming back. This is all smokescreen. Are they? Are the CRs taking advantage of Russ? Russ's character in a situation where Russ is always like, "Go Hawks! He'll do anything he can to get." a championship because that's what he promotes for the most part. You, you never see Russ saying, "Yeah, I want to get paid this year." It's always go Hawks, we want to win, I want to win. Do you think this year is taking a control of that and trying to
1: I I think it's more the nature of the position, too. Like a a franchise quarterback doesn't hold out, right? Like um cuz he'd get killed if he did. Mm-hmm. Like can you imagine like a, you know, training camp starts or whatever and you don't have Russell Wilson there cuz he says I'm not going to report to training camp until my deal's done. I mean, that might be the most advantageous thing for him to do as a player. Absolutely. Like, for his own, you know, uh, uh, leverage. But quarterbacks don't do that because then then you got to go into the huddle once you get that deal done, and you got to say, all right, follow me, guys, and, like, everybody buys in or whatever, and you, it's hard to do after. That's hard. You just – I don't think you see it with, with quarterbacks. And I don't think it's in Russ's nature. And I think that, you know, they're willing – I think this – Deadline is their attempt to kind of apply some leverage and see only leverage they have right is to say like I guess we'll stop talking. I don't think that means they'll stop talking I think if the Seahawks basically came to them in June and said like hey, you remember that deal you wanted back in April like here's Here's it with a few tweaks. I think hmm. at that point they they probably don't say oh, no, we're not talking but the other thing is You have to remember like Russ for the next two years or so is good like he's gonna make if he just plays out the, the franchise tag, which would have to happen next year if, you, if they don't get an extension done, because there's no way that they enter the offseason without him being under some kind of tag or protected or whatever, and they risk actually losing him on the open market. Um, I don't know when the last time you saw a franchise quarterback actually hit the open market was. Like, Is Kirk Cousins a franchise quarterback?
0: <laughs> I mean technically I mean, but
1: that's the situation we're looking at right so like Russ yeah. comes in he gets Frank he's got tagged like, like Kirk Cousins got tagged and he gets tagged again so over two years he's gonna make what 68 million dollars something, something close like that? To, yeah something like that so yeah. you paid a guy 34 million dollars per year for two years and then you haven't even gotten to the long-term deal yet mm-hmm. or the signing bonus or whatever that's a lot of cash to like mm-hmm. be moving through in, in a few years so they don't have to do the Seahawks or Russell Wilson's camp doesn't have to do anything to basically get him seventy million dollars guaranteed, Ooh. which is that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of cheese. And in that situation, he basically gets seventy million dollars guaranteed, and then he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. So like, the Seahawks are going to have to come up with a hell of an offer because you have to beat something that's going to pay him. You have to beat something that's going to pay sixty-eight million dollars over two years. Uh, in, in guarantees because that's coming to him unless there's a catastrophic injury or something like that
0: and I think uh, something to, to kind of argue for the side who's mentioning the trade I've mentioned slickcock mentioned this to me on Twitter that oh, that, yeah. that the trade the idea of a trade like comes in to avoid that scenario that Steve yeah. just mentioned where you tag tag, and then you just lose them yeah right uh, elsewhere. so what do you think maybe as a trade as and like if those are your two options like if, if let's say paying him's off the table like right. in long term you either tag up and you get three more years of Russ at seventeen mil, about thirty-one mil, and then yeah. about thirty-seven mil for the next three years, and then he bounces, uh, and then you—I don't know. I guess you'd get a comp pick. You should get a first-round comp pick <laughs> for losing <laughs> Russell Wilson. What you, the highest yeah. you can get is a third round. The highest hit, right? you can get a third round. Right, hit. so
1: you end up a third rounder, and so you end up trading. So, but in the scenario that you trade him. Mm-hmm. Who do you have at quarterback over the next that's, two years? That's a great, question, <laughs> you, you have yeah. two years of nothing. Him, you got, are you still available? Draft, yes. draft Kyler Murray. I don't know. I, hey, he could. Why I not? did. Was it Fora who had that three-way trade in his column or whatever? Yes. Where they get the number one? I mean, that's interesting and entertaining, and like maybe you know maybe Pete Carroll loves Josh Rosen, and mm. there's something where he's like, all right, if they're going to give up on Josh Rosen, we liked him when we were evaluating him because you know they mm. always. They always take looks at these guys. Yeah, they went to Josh Allen's pro day. Yeah.
0: They probably were like, this guy sucks, (laughs) and then left.
1: But, like, (laughs) I mean, I guess if you get, no, but the answer is no. Like, no, no. Why would you you trade an established NFL, like, regardless of what you think of Russ, like, where he is in the pantheon of of quarterbacks? The one thing you cannot argue is that he's at least in the top third. He's at very worst a top ten quarterback. In the NFL. Oh, it, at yeah. worst, at worst. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you couldn't name 10 guys better than Russell. No, Wilson. Nope. even if you are, I can't you, name five. Even if, well, even if you're one of these guys who says like, he's inconsistent, you have to have these pieces, whatever. Even if you're a Russell Wilson denier, you can't, you can't name 10 guys better. No. And so it's just like, I, I get the situation of trying to avoid like not getting anything in compensation, but you punt two years. Of your football team, if you do mm, that, at the least, at, at the very least, at maybe you least don't get years. a guy. Maybe you're out there looking for the new new Charlie Whitehurst and Matt Flynn's. Yeah, of the maybe world.
0: you're the Jaguars or
1: you know the Jets or you just don't have one. Yeah, forever. I just you can't. If you have a franchise quarterback, you just don't you don't let him go when he's still got you know what, eight to ten years of good football left in him. Probably
0: at least at least I would say at least seven. Elite years. Yeah, you never know what happens after you like n- thirty-seven like, or whatever. You know, of whatever. course, we,
1: all, we always have to say like injuries because injuries are a thing in this league or whatever. But yes. like, as far as we can tell, uh, I mean, God, how many teams would right now dump their starters for Russell Wilson?
0: Uh, all thirty about Ivy one, every maybe team. maybe every about thirty like, one, nah, it's 25. realistically
1: like twenty five, maybe twenty five teams. Yeah, you like that. the Chiefs, ah, the Chiefs the don't,
0: you know, the Steelers probably don't, the Falcons probably don't. Packer, no, I think the Falcons, would. Packers don't. I think the Falcons might. Okay, <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> I think Quinn actually, actually <laughs> might. I'm not, yeah, you're Damn right. You're right. But, hey, Russ come on, man. We'll take <laughs> So probably only the Packers, so a handful of teams, Packers, Steelers, Patriots, Chiefs. I even think teams like the Colts and like the Eagles I think they would no, I'm saying they would like, Yeah, give yeah, yeah, give us you know, Cowboys, yeah, everyone. Definitely Washington. Good God. (laughs) They might take any of us in this room at quarterback (laughs) at at, at this point.
1: When you're just talking about a guy of that stature, I just think I mean, I didn't think Odell Beckham was going to get traded, though, so what the the hell do I know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one saw that coming. (laughs) Let's let's do a theoretical real quick just to to touch all angles of the trade discussion before we move on. I can already see it. What would would Russell Wilson fetch in a deal? Hmm. Seahawks are making calls. and They're like, ah, you know, all right, guys. We don't really like this Russ cat, this Go Hawks thing is wearing on us. We're going to trade him what what you guys talking about wow. doesn't matter you can throw out a team if you'd like but just what what would be like the bare minimum starting point <laughs> i don't True. know
1: like a young a good young player and two first round picks at a bare minimum mm.
0: so like you get what you get like rosen and two first round picks yeah from the Bingo's? cardinals like
1: josh rosen and two first round picks
0: you know what seahawks win four games awesome that yeah no i mean that's really bad <laughs> but it's like the best of the bad I think. No, yeah. It's back. Doesn't get just, much better, does it? I guess you I could like, do something like that if you just call Dallas then. Say, like <laughs> give us Dak and two first rounders. And then you can okay. have. Oh, they don't have first round picks, do they? They just gave theirs up, I think, for Cooper. But, well, they
1: wouldn't do it with Dallas either because Dallas is going to have a high. They would go, well, I mean, God. It, that, would, it, that, that would just like mean it, don't it, pay zero. We'll Zeke. stick with the, two, two first round picks we'll and a player with the, or like with three the Rosen. First round picks. Can you would, do three first round Is that legal? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to like you know. Sp- I mean, I don't know who has those picks. John, Cleveland, John Gruden. <laughs> Gruden has all has of the all first round. <laughs> he has all the first round picks. Uh, Khalil Mack will give them to you. He yeah, has I like guess. three <laughs> different teams' first round picks. What right if it now. was? Uh, what <laughs> if it was Carr? Two of their first round picks this year and a first next year. That's Ooh.
0: interesting. So three first round picks and their quarterback. Yeah. that's very intriguing. You know, that's also bad, but that's, <laughs> that's better still than the road. That's also
1: bad because you still you still have Carr. You know, you still have, have have what is it David? Derek. You still have Derek Carr and not Russell Wilson.
0: Uh that's yes. the bad part. That's the bad part. <laughs> I
1: just I don't know. I just don't see it happening. I think it's a lot of like I love talking about how this
0: crazy stuff. would it be yeah. if a trade happens tomorrow? I guess we're doing another. Pod. I really <laughs> hope not. No, don't don't speak that into existence. Hey, I'm just man. saying. That's one of those. I'm gonna be. Sli- I'm gonna sleep right through that. I'm gonna act like. <laughs> have that you already done me. your pre-writing uh, on your Russell Wilson piece? I've have d- done. L- <laughs> I've done a little bit. I have okay, done good. a little bit. I've been trying to dig into the the whole idea of like putting money into an escrow account. I've been like researching escrow accounts. It's mm. very complicated. It's a Sounds lot richer than like I live. You know, I'm like. Handic. Sounds like a boring story, but okay. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, okay, it's the g- ed- editors. Have you guys read the CBA? It's the most boring thing oh, ever. Oh, yeah. There's, it's all just run on sentences, by the way. Whoever wrote that, no idea for punctuation. It's just, I want to get an editor in there. It's just, it's just terrible. It's, it's, it's it's awful. But I, <laughs> I think we can safely move on from Russell Trade. All right, fair Although enough. Although, that, 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 that Raiders deal, it's, it's awful, but that is probably the best you're going to get right there. You get three firsts, and you get a, a guy who made the Pro Bowl before. Huh? expensive guy who made the poll before who cried on tv uh <laughs> in london but you know Gosh, yeah no that that was bad but i mean yeah that, i can i can see a world where people who don't have very big brains think that's a good idea so that's that's fine yeah. i'm glad we threw that out there to yeah. satisfy good. Uh, all parties there because i have been getting asked like what would the compensation be and i keep telling people don't even think about it you know every yeah. every i think i tweeted this every plan that doesn't have russell wilson on the team is a bad plan every team that has every plan that has him on the, on the team that's a good Thumbs plan. up. Yep. There you go. Just
1: d- figure it out. If yep. that means give him fifty million a year, give him fifty million a year. So you don't suck. <laughs> you know. And it's like I get the argument that like when you pay a quarterback, you it makes it harder to build the rest of your roster. And it's like, yes, that's true for eighty percent of the league who doesn't have starting quarterbacks on rookie deals. Like that is true. Yes. You have to figure it out. But these are like this is not an insurmountable pro- program. It's, it's not like it's going to come as a surprise to John Schneider. Where he's like, right. Oh. We don't have enough money right now. It's like, no, no, they've been running contingency plans forever on this.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, paying the wrong quarterback is always a bad idea right. as well. Like, paying Derek Carr was a bad idea, you know? If, if the Cowboys pay Dak like $30 million a year, that would be a bad idea, you know? If they follow that up by paying Zeke. Also, bad idea, you know? And then what do, you th- what do you know? The Cowboys will be bad with no money to, <laughs> to go get good players. Perfect. You know, it's, it's going to be awful. So, I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson's not the wrong quarterback to pay. No. I think the homie Derek out in Texas made that point, too. It's like, yeah, if you pay Matt Stafford, your team might suck for a long time, you know? If you pay, who, who else just got paid? Like, I think if they pay Jared Goff, the team will suck. You know, I don't think the Rams should pay golf. You know? that's an interesting one. Yeah, but if you pay that's Russell, a hot take. like I wouldn't. Pay, I would. I would. If I would. If I could trade Jared, I probably would. I would start drafting QBs now and, and pay and pay and not pay Jared. Also, I'm. I'd be an interesting GM. I wouldn't draft anyone before like they. For like the fourth round and I wouldn't pay anybody. Hey, someone gotta hire this guy, Mike, man. He's out here letting fly. The, the
1: well, Bengals hate spending money. You might be their, their man.
0: Yeah. Well, I like how the Seahawks don't spend money. And I I like how John's like John Schneider's like, yeah, we'll just pile up on day three picks and day two picks and you know, we'll go from there. I actually like that strat. You can't be you can't think you're just gonna outsmart everyone doing, you know, all you guys send scouts to the same pro days, and you you ask all these guys the same questions at the combine. You all have scouts there on the floor at the combine. You're not doing anything different, right? So the yeah. idea that you're gonna just outsmart everyone and get more lucky than everyone on a year-to-year basis is stupid. So you have to do something different. So yeah, I would probably, if I was drafting, I'd probably draft 10 times on day three. And that would be all my picks. <laughs> Not even kidding. I would draft like 10 <laughs> times on day three. And then I would, if I hit on three dudes, which hitting on three dudes is a win no matter when you, if you draft, you go three of eight, you know, on day one, two, and three. I hit on three dudes, let's say in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Now they're all dirt cheap. I'm paying them like $600,000. I could get a quarterback. You could get a left tackle for that. You know, and, uh, you know, I got them all for cheap.
1: Boom. I want to play like a Madden season against oh, Mike. Mike would get destroyed. Yeah, gonna, we're gonna. Mike's team
0: would be full of 70s and 60s overall. Yeah, there you
1: go. But I would also –
0: because you have to draft well no matter oh, you what. Do. That's the argument I also mentioned, like how Steve just mentioned, you know, if you pay a quarterback, it's hard to build the team around. You still have to draft well regardless. Yeah. Right? Like you could draft Andrew Luck. You know, it's a great QB franchise guy. And then let's – you know, if you just draft a, a crappy left tackle, you draft crappy receivers and crap, crappy DBs right after that, your team will suck. No matter
1: how much money you have. Well, it's right? like the th- the the argument that gets thrown around where like the real the the Seahawks won because Russell Wilson was on a rookie deal. It's like, okay, that's sort of true, but it's also true that they drafted almost perfectly for like four straight years, yes. where they got guys in there too deep who were young and cheap and like totally undervalued. So it's like they could have afforded expensive Russell Wilson back then Correct. because they had cheap guys everywhere else. It's just once they started paying those guys and all of a sudden, I mean, you know, it's like, it's hard. The The biggest problem for the Seahawks is recently, I mean, maybe up until last year's class or the, what, the year before. 2018. The 2018, in terms of how good it was? Yeah. 2018 class was okay. Would've got Disley out of that. Right. You got Trey Flowers out of that. 2017 classes where you saw some guys actually come in and, and you know, you had Chat Griffin come in. Chris Carson, um, David Moore. Right. You had some guys kind of work out for the first time in... A few years it felt like where, Whereas you had these drafts Where You know Paul Richardson Was 2014 right And he just uh, prosize he was 2016 He well He's he healthy He was actually good Rookie year He really says good. he's
0: feeling really great I'm excited to see how he does this year CJ yeah, so, prosize Oh yeah. yeah So the 2016 class was, was, not, was not Yeah it was not great We <laughs> didn't have were, like Starting talent right after that
1: first, that first section Where you just didn't have That kind of young talent You know developing again some of it was you didn't have room to stash these guys on the roster anymore because you all of a sudden had a better roster. But yeah, it, it's just so much more complicated than, you know, if you sign a, a quarterback to big money, you can't win. Like that just isn't true. I don't think. And um, there's so many other factors that you have to you have to think about.
0: You're gonna need some guys who are underpaid to win the Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: pretty cool. much. plain and
0: simple. Yeah, the Seahawks won Super Bowl 48 like that. They had a, everyone on the team was underpaid. The whole team, the whole defense was underpaid. Mike B. Cliff, Bobby, I went and looked at all their salaries from that year the other day. I think Richard Sherman made like half a million dollars that yeah. year. He was like the best defensive player in the league, no joke, in 2013. Like, made like half a mil. You know, like, come on. Everyone needs to be underpaid. Not everyone, just you need a lot of underpaid guys, regardless, right? If you pay Russ, that just means you need guys like David Moore to be your number two receiver, making 800K and doing <laughs> a really good job at you, it. You need starting corners like Shaq and Trey, who combined might be making a million dollars. In 2019. I'm not even joking. Like, you just need that to happen. Right. And they're counting on that anyway. Yeah. So you might as well, you might as well pay Russ. Yeah. It's well, my, speaking it's my of two pain. cents there. Yeah. What about Bobby Wagner? Jay Reed? It sounds as if Frank Clark might get the franchise tag. He's going to stick with it, I should say. What happens with these guys? Are we going to pay Bobby? When is that going to happen? Jay Reed? How much is he going to get paid? Frank Clark, they're going to give him an extension, or are you going to tag you this year? What do you think, Steve?
1: I'm interested in... So Clark is interesting because of kind of the dominoes that fell. What last week? Mike wrote about it mm-hmm. for the Athletic this week. But um, with D. Ford getting traded from Kansas City to San Francisco, and then with um, uh, Demarcus Lawrence signing with with Dallas, mm-hmm. you kind of got like the the top and the bottom of kind of that edge rusher market with Trey Flowers in there as well. With Trey, right? And, yeah. and so Clark is somewhere in between the you know those two extremes. I guess I don't think he's going to get Demarcus Lawrence money. Um, but he might, I mean, he might, I don't know. So, I'm trying to think of the last time the Seahawks really paid an edge rusher. I mean, they they gave Bennett and Averill good extensions. Right. After they signed kind of short-term bargain deals before, before the Super Bowl year. Um, but those weren't, like, top-of-the-market extensions either. They were, like, they were good, kind of solid they're deals. like here. Everyone's happy. Yeah. It's one of those. It was one of those deals where Michael Bennett was so unhappy with his extension, you know, within a year that he was, you know, talking about it every press conference that he could get about how unhappy he was with this deal. Um so I don't I don't know what the precedent is for them breaking the bank for like, you know, a 20 million dollar guy on the edge uh, on defense. I don't uh, this regime I don't think has done a move that would resemble that. So that's interesting to me. The If Clark is going to play under the franchise tag, I can actually see them taking advantage of that and having him play under the franchise tag for one more year. For for one year, Does rather. that mean
0: he leaves next year, then?
1: I mean, maybe. Because
0: I'm sure some team out there... Oh, how
1: much do you? We'll give it to
0: you. Plenty of teams will pay, Frank. Plenty of teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you don't get good young pass rushers that come out like, uh, on the open market all of that often. You mean like... I, if if Clark was on the market, who would get more money, him or Trey Flowers? I think it'd be oh Frank clo- Clark. I think it'd be close.
0: I think it'd be Frank you Clark. Would, you would think well, Clark would Frank needs a new agent if he doesn't get more than Trey Flowers. Look at their numbers. I don't think what Trey Flowers had what seven sacks last year or something yeah, like that. Clark Frank has, had what thirteen.
1: He does slightly different stuff too. He's a little bit more versatile than than Frank is. He can do the inside rotation thing, and so like
0: I I don't know. I just but that's interesting. That's interesting. That's good to know. That's perfect. I mean, that's the thing that's. Basically going to, is this, this is going to break the bank or it's not? Either. I don't know.
1: I, 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 and I don't know how much Bobby is worth either. And you know, guys, and like, you know, Bobby Wagner is one of my favorite guys to cover. And I think for years he was one of the most underrated defenders in the league because he was the quietest guy on the defense. Uh, and he's gotten his due recently. And I think he's got a legitimate hall of fame, like case that he is building, if not already built, but I don't know how much like an early thirties middle linebacker is worth in today's NFL. I don't understand. Uh, and, like, you know, especially like Carroll, I know how important he is to Pete Carroll's system in that he is kind of Pete's brain out on the field. And he is so familiar with this system and he's so, like, comfortable being the leader of that group that that's worth something in addition to just, you know, his excellent kind of play overall. Um, but, you know, they paid Cam twice and that really came back to bite them in the ass. And I that absolutely played into how they handled the Earl Thomas situation. Um Bobby is not the he's not Cam because he wasn't breaking down physically like Cam was even before he signed that deal. He's not Earl because he's not the same kind of temperament as as Earl is, but he is like a guy in his gonna be, you know, turning he's twenty eight right now. Yeah, so he At he'll the be, start
0: of the extension, I think he'd be 30.
1: Yeah, so he'll be, you know, starting off, I mean... I think, if my math is right, I'm not sure. I like, don't know when his birthday is. I can check. I'll Google it. Like a four-year extension that starts with new money this year, maybe makes sense to me, where they kind of redo this very last year and then tack on three Just extra. Just restructure it, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, But would I be shocked if they headed into le- next offseason and said like hey go test your market uh, just go see C- kind of like they did with sherman it. last year and then with kj this year yep. I-, I wouldn't be shocked about that
0: so there's four guys bobby frank russ jaron reed how many guys are on the team in 2020 that's even better <sighs> i love this right we gotta i guess Steve, he's, he's dancing here we need to <laughs> we need him to just go.
1: russ is on the team.
0: Oh, thank. You. That's good. I don't want to be covering a bad team. I told Chris that the other day, man. I ain't covering <laughs> no team with no quarterback. <laughs> Goodbye, Seattle. I mean, I'll Random do man. it, but I mean, <laughs> it's podcast would just be awful.
1: It's just, it. I don't know. I, I don't know. So R- R- Russ. Russ is on the team, and then I'll say Bobby's still on the team.
0: J.J. or J Reed and For Frank this Clark. next year. Yeah. No, 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. Two years Twenty 2020. twenty.
1: I say Russ and Bobby.
0: That's it. There I'll it is. keep that in the archives. Oh, yeah. No, we're writing that one down. <laughs> Anyone we get from now on on the show, <laughs> that's their new prediction. We need to do that. How many of those guys? Yeah, okay. I don't, uh, before.
1: I don't know. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> no, nope, it's too late. It's <laughs> already right. recorded. You have yeah, that, right? No, we're oh, good. We're good.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Got to own it. Got to own it. Russ is on the team. You said in that scenario on a tag or on an extension? On an extension. Oh, there oh, we go. We got it. He gets the money. See, he now gets you got to nail him down there. Get the narrow focus. There you go. That's happening and
1: this offseason. He, he's not going to enter the season without a new deal, I don't think. Does Ooh. he get
0: one by April 15th? No. I was going to no. say no to that, too. Yeah? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, no. I don't think it's going to happen. Seahawks are like, yeah, we got you, Russ. Yeah. A week before training camp, we'll all of a sudden hear some rumblings, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they'll announce it, and it'll be good, and everybody will forget that they had a deadline. And all it means is they're
0: just not negotiating, which is... I don't know if that's good or bad, yeah. but it, well, I mean, if yeah, the Seahawks to be slide a piece of
1: paper underneath the door, that's not negotiating. That's just sliding a piece of paper underneath <laughs> <on> the
0: <laughs> paper door. It says how much on there? Yeah, just we'll with a bunch it. of dollar signs <laughs> on it. Well, the awkward part is Russell be there. I'm pretty sure that's when their offseason workout program starts. Right, is April yeah. 15th. Yeah. It's Monday. I think he'll yeah. be in the building. Like, yeah, no, he'll out. be
1: there. And like they've done this with players too. Like, play, you know, most of the time when guys are negotiating, they're there during the off-season program, and they just don't talk about the deals with. You know, because they're there working with their coaches and their teammates and stuff like that. So oh. I, that's what I anticipate will happen. That's Maybe we'll be wrong, and he'll do something in the next couple of days. And that's what
0: makes the Bobby thing interesting, because again, he's representing himself. So he will be in the building, and it's like, no, you need to talk to me. <laughs> like, it isn't. Don't <laughs> I call. am the free. I am the. I'm, yeah. I'm everything. Talk yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, you were there, Steve, in 2015 <clears throat> when they controversially drafted Frank Clark. Yes. Uh, had had just a, a, a list of off-season. Uh, issue, uh, off-field uh, issues coming out of Michigan in the, in the 2015 draft. When they drafted him, uh, at least from afar, when I would think I was living in Pullman at the time, I interpreted it as like, okay, cool, they got this four-year, ga- they just took a four-year gamble on this mm-hmm. guy, similar to Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, or, or Bruce Irvin in 2012. I think they, what, traded up to get Bruce? Yes. Uh, so, and that was at this, it was... Did they? I, can't, I don't remember. can't remember I can't remember. I know Bruce was a controversial pick in 2012 and Frank was in 2015. And in both cases, it's a gamble. You're thinking, all right, we know that you guys may not like this and this yeah. comes with some baggage, but we think this guy's gonna be such a good player and he won't be a problem that it's gonna be worth it, guys. Just trust us. A lot of people in the media were like, no, we don't trust you. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Good yeah. for them.
1: Yeah.
0: Four years later. Do you, what would, How would you kind of grade that move? Was the gamble worth it? Whether or not they keep Frank or not, just with the four years he's been on the team and and they've had him off field, on field, how would you assess kind of that gamble four years later?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was a gamble in a certain sense, but I also think that the thing you have to keep in mind is that the controversy wasn't necessarily that Frank had gotten a domestic violence arrest in, in, in college. It was at the Seahawks. This was coming after the Ray Rice stuff, mm-hmm. and and the Deadspin was it Deadspin who showed the video I or think so. whoever or got or the video It's TMC, oh, one yeah, of those TMZ. two. yeah, that's right. Yeah. When they had the video, and the Seahawks had basically come out, uh, you know, in the pre-draft stuff in one of our meetings, and said so, like we will have a, a zero tolerance policy for this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. We weren't. We're, we won't even consider. You know dudes with this kind of thing on the record And then they draft Frank Clark with their first pick And that was the reason why it was so controversial Too is because I like, was like wait a second you guys You guys just said You weren't going to do this like there was a Zero tolerance policy and then you know, they did the whole thing where they said, well, we conducted a very thorough investigation and we determined that this didn't happen the way it was reported to the police. And then they went and, you know, news stations here went and talked to the people involved in the investigating of the crime or the the the, the rest. And they were like, no, we didn't talk to anybody about the Seahawks or whatever. And it was like the controversy was more in what the Seahawks said they did and said they were going to do and then didn't end up doing not Frank Clark, the, the person or the player that kind of came in afterwards right mm-hmm. so that, that like once you you showed up and then you started to you know hear about some of the uh the particulars of that incident um which was an ugly incident he pled down um you know because that situation resolved itself sort of very quietly and um i think that that's played a, a role in how he's sort of been perceived here too because they they said too like you know, we're going to make sure that Frank has all the support he needs here. and We're going to hold him to a higher standard and all this stuff. And aside from like, you know, a couple of maybe like incidents where he got, he said something stupid on social media or was, was, you know, that I would chalk up to more like immaturity mm-hmm. and, and sort of just not understanding how that things would, would come off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been fine. He's been fine off the field. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't – there's been no problems. And on the field, I think he's been, you know, starting in year two, he was sort of as good as you could have hoped for. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they kind of hoped he would be one of those rotational guys who would come in and spell uh, Michael Bennett and and Cliff Averill. He did that. He then supplanted, uh, you know, them as a starter on the line or whatever and has been a super productive player. And, you know, I think is fairly well-liked in the locker room. You know, he was always a guy at Michigan that they always talked about as, like, a team leader. I think he's been that uh, to a certain degree in the Seahawks locker room, even though there was a lot of big personalities there. Um, So, yeah, I think probably from the Seahawks' perspective, the gamble, uh, as it were, was worth it.
0: Do you think that factors into whether they should – should pay him or not? It's like you took the gamble on the guy. He passed a quote-unquote test that they never really confirmed, but you yeah. could kind of feel it's like, all right, if you're gonna do that, and then he turns out to be the stud. Yeah. yeah, you should probably pay him.
1: Yeah, I mean, they. I I could also see them looking at it as like, hey, dude, we picked you at the second round and gave you like a great opportunity to show what you're worth here. So maybe like knock a million or two off of your, your asking price, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause, cause we went at we stuck our necks out for you and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're playing it that way both too. ways. Yeah, yeah. I can see
0: John Snyder saying exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just like that. Yeah. With a straight face too.
1: Yeah. Hey man, we just, uh, we just love you a lot. And they would probably burp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was great. Oh, Oh, I would, I would love to be in the, in the, in the room for that. That's interesting because I, I thought about that. Like, oh, man, you know, that was – if you're going to do that gamble, you know, you see it all the way through because yeah. he turned into, I think, about as good as a player – I mean, obviously, he could be like Hall of Fame talent or whatever, but he right. was drafted, I think, was 63rd yeah. or something like that around there. It's like, yeah, that's the type of player you should get at 60, 63, you right. know, gamble or not.
1: E- even if he walks – I mean, even if they lost him this – off, they, they rescinded the franchise tag or whatever and he walked and uh, – and he got a comp pick or whatever. I don't, actually don't know if he would play into the comp pick thing if they rescinded the tag now, but you know they got a, a pick back for him. You could probably say even then he'd be worth it for four years of really yeah. pretty good play plus uh, uh, a comp pick or whatever. Okay, that's probably worth the second round pick.
0: Speaking of picks, it's yep. a good segue. Good segue there. Perfect we segue. Have to do some, we have to do some draft talk. Just we a have little, to. Even a little, though Steven's like, oh Because people really care goodness. about the draft. Chris and I have been really straightforward with people who listen to the show that like we're not draft experts. We would try and bring draft experts in when we can. That's why you got me here. I'm uh, a draft Nick. You know, it's like you know, there's a bunch of college games on on Saturdays and Chris and I are usually watching the Cougs. Or just doing stuff with our lives, you
1: know, <laughs> and not watching college football. Watching Mariners baseball, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Well, no, probably, let's talk not. about this draft. Let's yeah, go. Probably <laughs> not doing
0: that, but, yeah, Chris and I are not sitting there on Saturday watching, you know, Michigan versus Iowa and looking at the DBs and the in the old, No. you know, because <laughs> you know, we don't we don't really care, We really don't, you know. And even when March comes, we Come on, still. You
1: guys should really grind more tape. <laughs>
0: That's oh, what we call up Sam Gold. Yeah. We call those guys. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Sam, we have Ben. <laughs> we're gonna, we had Rob Rang on last year. We're going to try to get Rob back on. Our guy, Dane Brugler at The Athletic, who's super good. We can try to get get him on, too. But we have Steve here now. Uh, Steve, we'll, instead of just naming off some college kids that we don't know anything about, we're not yeah. going to do that. But just in terms of looking at the Seahawks roster, you, you watch the games. You know what the team presumably would need to be a better you know club in 2019. What do they need? What should they go at?
1: I have a plan. Um... Man, receivers is seeming like a big need now, isn't it? Oh man, poor Doug. It really, really is. Poor like, the Doug. More, Three the, surgeries. The more Oof. that we're hearing about what's going on there, the more it just seems like if you're not if you're not preparing for a life without Doug Baldwin, maybe not this this year, but maybe year after year after that, you're you're just not paying attention. Um, it, you know, it seems like for a lot of these guys too. If, like if Doug loses his quickness. Like that's, that's it for him. Um, Mm -hmm. because that is like his calling card and his, and I hope it doesn't happen. I hope he has a long career. I hope he plays until he's 40 if he wants to play until he's 40. But, um, last year was, I think as bad as it gets for him Mm -hmm. injury wise. And so, uh, I think receivers a big need from what I hear about this draft. It's pretty deep in receivers. It might not have like, it might not have like the top end, like Julio and AJ kind of guys that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, I think I just dated myself with that reference because that's what I think of when <laughs> I think of recent great wide receiver drafts. I think of Julio Jones and AJ. Green. Were they in the same draft? Yeah, I think Th- that was 11. Maybe? That was
0: 2011. Yeah, crazy. I draft. know AJ was 2011. I don't know. I don't remember when so Julio was. So
1: old. Hold on, let me look at this. Up. Wow, that would be. Um, I
0: only remember that because I was researching Richard Sherman's first start, and I remember he called AJ Green weak after his first start. Richard, Sher- remember how good AJ
1: Green was, right here
0: I mean, AJ Green is still good. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, but like his yeah. rookie year, he was on
1: fire. AJ was the fourth pick. Julio was the sixth pick.
0: That's a that's yeah, that was a good draft. I think Cam was the first pick. I think Von Miller was second. I think in that in that I think Patrick Peterson's also in that yeah. first round. That was actually one of the best drafts ever, probably. That you know, top ten team. is
1: actually really really good, except for Jake Locker. Ooh. to eight. number eight, yeah. Blaine Gabbert, the so Jags at ten.
0: Doesn't he play for the Bucks now?
1: He still got a job. I think he just signed with some.
0: Oh, well, okay. sorry, I didn't want to get yeah. off on no, tangent. No, and and
1: uh, <laughs> and Alden Smith. For oh Samus yeah, Stokes he got. Man, but even then, he was good. He was good. He just got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, he, he couldn't be, stay off. Yeah, we end up playing. Every,
0: he was good, but wow, yeah, no, Blaine yeah. Gabber's still in the league? Yeah, I man. swear, if you're if you're a tall white guy, if you get a quarterback job, even <laughs> if you just stink it up, you're set for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Even if you never start again, you'll be the. Back up, back up. You can just be those McCallum brothers oh. have been in the league forever. <laughs> those dudes, they're probably both still in the league. Luke and Josh Luke McCallum. And Josh they're, yeah. they're in the league for so long.
1: I wonder what their combined earnings is. It's it's gonna be a disgusting amount of money. Oh, anyway, we're, we're sidetracked. So receiver is a definite need. Um and but that seems like a mid round thing. They this seems like a draft where they're gonna want a lot of picks um in those mid rounds. Mm-hmm. So I know everybody's talking about trading down from 21. I kind of hope they have a first-round pick just because that would be nice for a change. That would be novel. They just had one
0: last year. Who? Rashad. Rashad. Oh, Rashad. Rashad. Yeah, but he didn't
1: play. He wasn't a real first-round pick. Oh, um, All right. <laughs> wow, that was, Steve bringing the heat. That. I mean, come on, guys. It's, it's, I mean, a, he played at he's the a, end of the he's year. He's a running back. Uh, <laughs> no, I forgot about that. Uh, but, like, it would be... To have like a different maker on defense, I just keep thinking about how like Derwin James was like one pick ahead of them. Last oh, year yeah, and whatever, that's and that, one that right. was, whew. um, anyway. So, but I they probably will trade down from 22 and get you know some day two picks or whatever. So, that's where you could see receiver. Um, I still think, let me see, running back, they're pretty set at because they have about a, safety first rounder. Um, do they
0: trust Tedrick? No, hell no, no. Oh. Um, more, well, heat, more heat, more I mean, we already had Ben and Sam just just <laughs> burned Tedrick to the ground. That was those are dark No, days. like
1: and he, like let's be fair. I mean, he's a CU guy. Let's get that out there. So I'm not, I'm not inclined Steve, to give him the benefit of the Steve, doubt. Steve,
0: proud Colorado State uh, I hear guy. Him. By <laughs> the way, I just got to make that clear. Yeah, there's three of us, <laughs> proud Colorado State guys. Um,
1: no, Tedrick, he has his moments, but there's no way he showed enough consistency to be like penciled in as a starter at free. Okay. Mm-hmm. And especially when they've got. Um, somebody like McDougal, who, like, you know, you can kind of put him wherever you need it. You can mm-hmm. put him in strong, you can put him in free. So, like, if they have this kid from uh, Delaware, Adderley, who people seem to like a lot. Oh, yeah, I like um, that kid. I know
0: nothing about him, but I like
1: Yeah, him. or they bring in a second or third round, like, you know, free sa- or strong safety or whatever. Like, it doesn't preclude them from moving anywhere. I don't think Thompson's shown enough to, to make himself untouchable. I also think corner... Frankly, they need more bodies there. Um, because outside of Shaq and Trey on the outside... Yeah, Justin Coleman just
0: signed with Detroit.
1: Yeah, you got Akeem King, who we think is going to be the nickel guy, but we don't mm-hmm. know a lot about him. I mean, it's really thin. He had one good game. Yeah, and edge Rusher is probably the biggest... Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest need, even with the two vets you'd, that they got.
0: If you were drafting, you go Ed Rusher, receiver?
1: Yeah, probably. Okay. That's Let me probably ask you this. number one and two. All this quarterback conversation comes up. I would have done it. I know what you're gonna ask me if they're gonna if they should draft a quarterback. I was gonna say if they don't if they don't draft, what about free agents? I mean
0: that's still a market too, because you just want a backup. There's nobody good, good out there. That's it, true.
1: It, undrafted free agents or, or, or street general, free agents. Street free agents. Because oh. right
0: now there's no backup for us. If Russ I mean I just down, don't know who's out there.
1: Paxton Lynch. That's her backup. I, I mean, it, it logistically, they They, I they mean, signed him. I, I've been thinking about this though. I've been saying this for years. Like even back when they had like Trevon Boykin, yeah. right? It was like if 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 he's your backup option, like you're in big trouble. But they just haven't since Tavares Jackson. Um, wasn't, he didn't retire. He was kind of forced to retire after some legal stuff. Did uh, he pull a
0: gun on his girlfriend? Yeah, allegedly. His, his I'm allegedly. always say allegedly. TMZ yeah, came alleged. out with yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, But since Tavares Jackson hasn't been in the picture. They haven't had, it seems like, a long-term plan, a backup quarterback. And, like, again... It's not a problem until it is a problem. Right, totally. And It's like a resources allocation thing, right? So are you going to take... If there's a third-round pick and you can get... I don't know. Who's a recent third-round pick? Will Disley? was is he a fourth-round fourth th- so pick? He's fourth-round Sha- So Shaq right? was a third-round pick. Okay, so if you can get a quarter- cornerback who you think can start versus a quarterback who, best-case scenario, sits on the bench... Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And that's I mean, another thing. It's because a great insurance policy. Yeah.
0: Because you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, when they brought in Patrick Mahomes, we all knew. Okay, well, Alex Smith is gone. Yeah. You can't do that with Russ. It's just a, no. Russ is the starter. Yeah. But the biggest concern is, what if?
1: Is someone going to be ready for that? And right now,
0: Patson Lynch. Okay. I mean, if that's what you want to go with. Yeah.
1: That's fine. But I, I like the approach they used to take with the – well, it seemed like they kind of – until they were looking from the founder Russell Wilson here, it was like they were going to take a quarterback until – they were going to find a quarterback in the off season until they found one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's – to me, I like kind of the, the process of like, all right, we found one. I would like – I would do everything I could to find another one. Whether well, that means a mid-round pick on a guy or like taking a, a flyer on somebody who was a third stringer and the, you know, we didn't. All their offense and like they kind of do that but they mostly brought in like undrafted guys like boykin like magoo Magoo was seventh year. round you know, oh yeah he oof. adams his, is his last name they brought in as like an undrafted tryout kid you know like
0: austin, austin davis who now works for the team by the way yeah that is funny i forget what his title is I offensive analyst was it
1: a, was a veteran backup they brought in i guess mm-hmm. that is he a... beat them as a starter so yeah, yeah. yeah i was there was not great <laughs> for them. Yeah, I
0: think you should take a quarterback every every year. But would you
1: take a quarterback? dn wide receiver. What would you do next? D and wide receiver, and then something in the secondary. I would add some. I would add some piece in the secondary. because and I then you get quarterback maybe
0: six round or something. Maybe sure. even if you wanted to. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. For what it's worth, Josh McCown, sixteen seasons in the league. Jeez. Career earnings thirty million. Wow. Uh, Luke McCown. Oh, this is gonna be great. Uh. 14 seasons in the league. Unreal. Thirty million. Uh no, just just uh, oh no, excuse me. Total cash on Luke is seventeen million.
1: Total cash on
0: Josh is. This is all according to Spot check by the way. Is forty nine million. Well, they're Woo! making. They're making bank,
1: as you said. So they had like thirty million, or they had thirty years in the NFL combined, and they made about sixty million combined. Uh, yeah, and something they are like that.
0: Awful, but hey, that's great. That's a good life. You no, know, I mean, yeah, get it how you live. That's going to be Blaine Gabbert. He's going to stay in the league forever. Yeah, all these guys are going to stay in the league forever. Uh, these McCown brothers hey, could still Blake be in the league. Blake Bortles know. is the Rams backup. You remember that? He's still Ooh. in the league too. See, so he's going to be in the league forever, Bortles. man. Oh, okay. When I said they should not pay golf, that was not so they could. Keep <laughs> I did not know that. Let me <laughs> let me like keep, keep keep that in there. Oh, that's funny. All right, we we got any, we got any questions, because Before we get, what more to ask? Oh, my oh God. Steve had ooh, that, is <laughs> that is terrible. That is oh man. We have a we have a mis we have a, a listener question from a misguided listener. Wow, uh, wow. Uh, hey, to be honest. Hang, Steve, you threw it out there too with the, no hesitation. The question is do, do you think Pete Carroll likes Twizzlers? Um, and because <laughs> I know Pete Carroll <laughs> has bad taste in just about everything oh, except man. for quarterbacks, uh-huh. uh, then I'm going to assume that yes, he does because Twizzlers are indeed not good. That is that, is, that is my response to that. to that. That's a ridiculous take. Really? Yeah. My food takes go well on the internet, so I'm proud of those. That's a ridiculous. There's take. still people out here putting ketchup on eggs. You Ooh. savages. That's uh, terrible. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah I not, know, right? That's, not uh, good. that's yeah. Okay. Do we have any other questions, guys? Yes, we do. Goodness gracious. Steve had to do that. W- By the way, that was Steve. All right, guys. Mike. That was, that was bad. All right, that was real bad. We got one from gnarly rad dad. Any chance Seattle decides to trade Reed instead of Clark? For Steve. I was Steve to answer this one. Oh, yeah, Steve. You're on the hot seat. Yeah, man, you're the guest. They it, decide they to trade trust.
1: Reed instead of Clark.
0: Yep, let's say they decide to make a trade. Let's assume that one of them has to go in this scenario because obviously you
1: could just say neither. Yeah.
0: Let's assume one has to go for whatever reasons. I don't know. There's a gun to Pete Carroll's head.
1: You know. Bye, I Reed. mean, I guess so. I, I guess they could do that because they have, I think they have better depth interior because they've got Puna Ford and Nas Jones. Although, Nas Jones is kind of like a, part-time player at this point. Uh, but you would trade Clark because you'd get the return to be so much better, I mm-hmm. think. Probably a second-round to... pick? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, Jaron Reed, I don't know what he gets you. I mean, because he, he only has one year showing that you can actually get to the quarterback from the inside. Mm-hmm. That wasn't his his sort of MO before. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how much you'd get for, for Jaron So pick,
0: So, which one are you going with, Steve? I'm going to so trade.
1: Gotta... I- if I have to do one of those this off-season. I guess I trade Reed though because Clark, I don't know who I have at rush end other than Clark. There we go.
0: Yeah, Got to nail Steve down with these 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 picks Brutal. here. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, that's Steve Cohen, aka Boss Man, managing editor of The Athletic Seattle. Steve, why should people subscribe to The Athletic Seattle? Oh. To see how I just plugged the company real quick. That's I, how you do it, Mike. Yes, yeah, uh, that is. Um, that is.
1: Because not only do we have great writers covering um, seattle's teams like yourself mm-hmm. like Corey brock covering mariners the first place mariners chris <laughs> uh washington huskies by christian capel matt pence doing Sounders stuff etc cetera, etc cetera. um we have writers covering every single team in all of the major four leagues um so whatever teams you follow you get kind of exclusive content there we focus on uh, deeply reported stuff not the stuff that that kind of you can find elsewhere we try and give you some bang for your buck and it's dirt cheap it's like yep. if, you, if you pay full price, it's five bucks a month. Oh, wow. Full price. And, and you don't have to pay full price because we're always running promotions. So. We are always running promotions. And we're launching a podcast network. So, you know, that that is something to check out later on too.
0: And occasionally our
1: riders fly on
0: private jets.
1: Yeah. No I can for you to be yeah. on that, mic. Oh, yeah. man. Can't so wait. far,
0: we've got two. I can't wait to send the PR guy at, at, uh, at the Seahawks. Like, look, we have two examples of private jet stories, one in Buffalo and one in Detroit. And I think those were kind of those teams realizing that their, their franchise needed some positive pub, which is what that was. Yeah. But either way, whatever gets me on the jet, you know, that's, totally. that's all. I'm going <laughs> let, let to let those guys know because I need to be on the PJ. Come on, man. We jets. just need to go somewhere cooler than Alabama if we go on the PJ, like We need <laughs> to go to like Florida or something like that, like or LA or something. I don't want to get on a private jet and go from Detroit to Alabama. It's like the most depressing private jet ride you can do. It's like taking a private jet to Josh Allen's Pro Day. And laramie oh, Wyoming ow. or whatever. Josh Allen's getting killed. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you when you can't throw. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Steve. Yeah, uh, thanks for, for joining me. Appreciate us. Appreciate it. Uh, make sure you guys follow Steve on Twitter as well. Steve, what's your S. Cohen S. E. A. What do you mean? He's he had a blue check, man. They know where to find that's him. That's true. Steve yeah. does Just type either. in Steve yeah. C and it's over. Yeah, that's up. true. And there's a blue check uh, <laughs> next to his name, as Chris would say. Make sure you guys rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We appreciate all love. Anything? I miss anything, Chris? Follow me on. On Twitter at CKDD206. I knew, we, I knew we missed something. I Appreciate the love for all you guys. On that note, we're out.